millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. It was day one at Cheltenham. We had some fantastic live racing uh, for you. Um, also, we were joined by Jarl F. Reagan, the uh, fine comedian. Uh, Paddy Power joined us, of course, not just to talk about racing, tell us about his weekend that was fun. Yeah, that's true. We had a bit of a chat about various things. And Stephen Hunt, uh, the former Reading, Hull and Republic of Ireland winger, joined us for a bit of a football chat as well. Yes. Here it all is. Six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, it's here exciting. we are back at Cheltenham. And wasn't it noticeably busier oh. today? We we got here about um, quarter to 11. People, they opened the doors at 10.30. Yeah. And there were massive queues. There's not normally those sorts of queues. No. Much, much, people have got to the course much earlier today. It feels like Gold Cup Day today. It does. People eating burgers at 10.40 in the morning. Yeah, yeah that amazing. really troubled you, that, I didn't did it? Right. <laughs> the breakfast burger. If you've been on the road in a minibus <laughs> since about five, possibly drinking on, yes. on a trip, then maybe you need then a burger. It it's lunchtime it's yeah, true. for these guys. And uh, plenty of tight suits, short yeah. jackets and tight trousers. One bloke, honestly. I don't know how he got yeah. them on. They were so... It was, it was like it had been painted on, wasn't it? Yeah. I think ASOS have done a roaring trade in 30 quid suits that you basically go home and bin. And, of course, we're in, we're in a sort of tips frenzy. Yes. As uh, yesterday, uh, Biggles gave us some tips. and uh, Biggles? That's what I like to call him. OK. <laughs> Was he Biddles? No, no. Binners. Binners. Oh, make, make one of our guests feel special. <laughs> Biggles. And yeah. uh, I was writing them all down frantically. You've got a two million pound accumulator. No, I haven't. No, if it comes, it's it will never stu- see you again. It's a stupid seven horse accumulator that if it quid. wins for my two quid, I'll get two million and two pounds. That's not going to happen in a million years. It involves a no. hundred to one horse winning. How often does that happen? No, not that often. So, but if it does, um, yeah. yeah, I'll be quite scorched earth at a <laughs> minute to four. Good. Although I won't be because the last race is half past five. And, but uh, I'll definitely see the week out, Andy. I yeah. can't promise you more than well, that. Well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, we, had, we we arrived at the hotel yesterday, and yes. uh, that was uh, a few problems as we checked in. Yes. And, uh, we discovered actually the hotel's got a royal suite. Yeah. Although I doubt very much the Queen's ever stayed in this <laughs> I'm hotel. Guess, I'm guessing not. <laughs> no, no. Maybe yeah. a minor royal. <laughs> And Maybe Tins has, has <laughs> spent the night there, I don't know. And the room was so hot, it was like an old folks' home, which was fine yeah, which for is me. handy, they knew you were coming. <laughs> That's right, but no one else. Yeah. And, uh, and we got to the hotel, the room, the room's two and a half minute walk, isn't it? Yeah, you timed it. it's a right workout. We got a sponsor, <laughs> didn't we? 
It's, it's made we're, getting, we're raising some money by going to and from the uh, reception <laughs> to the room. And Pat, social media, Pat carried offered and carried my case. Yeah, you know you're getting old when that. He's going to carry you <laughs> in a so fireman's bad. lift. Honestly, yeah. help the aged. But I'm very excited. You're one of the best guests of the week. You're coming up, uh, talkie assistant manager Aaron Downs. Is yes, I don't know if he's not here. To, is it today? He's here. Or is it tomorrow? Uh, Charlie is so excited. We've had to put an hour aside. We've cancelled all live racing. But one final thing about the hotel, though, which is a bit of a problem for tonight, with all the good football coming up, oh, yeah. we'll talk about later. They've got rid of BT Sport and Sky. They had BT and Sky, yeah, yeah that's so true. No football, no racing channels, and worst of all for our tech op, Simon, yes. no yachting. That's right, it's that's a disaster. Really true. They've, yeah. they've taken the yachting channel off. <laughs> Talking to Simon, he volunteered to go and pick up Ali McCoy this morning at 3 a.m. That's bold. A bit worried he'd be asleep by half past two. <laughs> <laughs> but fine, if we fall. Fine. Anyway, let's check in with Charlie Baker oh, yes. for the first time. He's out and about on the course uh, for us throughout the day. He's got some top guests joining him. But for now, Charlie, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. I'm standing in front of the grandstand <laughs> right at the finishing line where people's dreams will be raised or dashed. The big boodle sign, the Unibet sign, all the people in there. Uh, I would say Giacomo has done a yes. roaring <laughs> trade this week. <laughs> I've seen the man with the biggest hat and the smallest jacket I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's a lovely combination. I'm looking for uh, for lookalikes of Andy Jacobs and Paul Hawksby, two of which I think yeah. have already succeeded. Not bad, Quite a good old yeah. Max Rushton, I think, uh, you <laughs> okay. found a picture of the two of us. Lovely so, stuff, uh, yeah. very good. And uh, it's a beautiful, cloudy day with a little bit of blue uh, peeking in. And we have, we're have we in this beautiful... It's a bowl, isn't it? We're in the bottom of a bowl. Yes. What's your favourite thing to have in a bowl? This show's been in the bottom of a bowl for years. It's perfect for this show. So what's your favourite thing to have a bowl? Bottom of a bowl, that is Charlie's I choice. I don't really want to think about it. Cheesy much. chips is mine, I think yeah. you can tell by the fact that my suit doesn't fit today either, so I'm allowed to say as much as I like about people's fit on their suit. But there's everybody here, all sorts of here, the biggest hats, the loveliest hats I've ever seen, um, and uh, everyone's very excited. A lot of people shouting in my ear, Constitution Hill. Constitution Hill! Yes. That's what really? I've had a lot of people shouting at in my ear. Uh, which Charlie, you, just very quickly, mate. you've had some yeah, bets. You've had, you've, had a, you've had a bunch of bets which are all Torquay United related. So yes. which, which one are you on in the first race? Well, and tell I've, us what I've it's got to do I've with Torquay. I've done a Torquay United-themed acca today, which yeah. if anyone is uh, a, a supporter of their football team, you're welcome to steal the idea, which was Paul Hawksby's original idea, yeah. of course. Uh, in in uh, the first race, Constitution Hill, after Torquay's uh, he's most capped player, Kevin Hill. Yes. Constitution, Kevin Hill, of course. Do you want me to carry on? or No, that's a good. Do it one by one. Go along. So okay. Constitution, Kevin Hill, and a lot of people fancy it. It's, yeah. uh, it's a... I, I'm doing a Chelsea one. I've got completely stuffed in the first round. <laughs> in the Absolutely blue square. Finished. In the blue square next season. Ryman's League. In the second round. Yeah. You'll be playing. It'll be Torquay and Chelsea playing together soon. Yeah, nice. Okay, Charlie, they brilliant. Open the Vanarama, I tell you. We will catch up with you later. You keep you keep doing the rounds. Lovely stuff. So there we are. There's Charlie Baker out and about for us uh, this afternoon. Uh, we've got uh, first of our live races coming up at 1:30, haven't we? I believe so. Yeah, we'll have four yeah. races for you uh, this afternoon, so do stay tuned. Um, we'll have some top <laughs> tips. Just looking at you very mysteriously. Yeah, what's why. up? Have you, have you, have you, well, it would like be one. OK. Uh, surprise, surprise. It's, what's going to happen? Is somebody going to come in with a big cheque for me or something? <laughs> That's the bet. I think I've paid out early on my £2 million bet. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. yes. Can you cash out at this yeah, point? Yeah, yeah. One, for £1.83. <laughs> that's right. As a race hasn't been run. That would be a hell of a bookie. It pays out before the races are run. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Joining us now, the man himself, 
Paddy Power. Lovely to see you, Paddy. Lovely to see you, gents. Great to be back. And funny, I see the uh, the intro music has evolved. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We still play the same five horse-related yeah, yeah. songs on the a loop. The thing is deja vu. The only thing you don't know is who's going to win the race. Exactly. Yeah. Everything exactly else is right. exactly yeah. 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 It's, we, um, we popped down the guy. There's a, there's a chemist, an on-course sort of pharmacy. And two years ago, we interviewed the guy who runs it. And uh, he, I think he had one bottle of um, hand sanitizer left. Uh, and that was it. And I think he was going for about 10 grand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And loads of bar grill at the back. Yeah. <laughs> we said to him, little did we know two years ago what we were going to be in for. And he said, well, I've got a lot of hand sanitizer left now and an awful lot of masks if you're interested. Yeah, yeah. So he finds himself with surplus stock. But, yeah, I mean, last year was... was I mean, difficult, wasn't it, really? I mean, no crowds here. Just it's, And you can sense everybody's so pleased to be back. Yeah, and the way they did it last year. To be fair, racing as a sport probably did very well to keep the show on the road, so to speak. So the way they did it, the best mate enclosure, which is the one on the other side of the winning post, you see them when they go by the line. They had all the Irish were based in there and they stayed there because they, they weren't allowed to leave the track. Once they got in, mm. you were in the track and that's it for the week, right? So they all stayed. They had accommodation there and they were just the Irish and the English were kept apart except yeah. when they're actually racing on the track, you know? And, and they're then, not usually that close together then. Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah exactly. <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? So, so you, you'd, you saw them on the telly then, the uh, like the couple of Irish, like if, if Rachel Blackmore won, which she did most of the races, but they would all be out in the stand clapping or whatever. And yeah. Be, and if they tried, they did their best to create an atmosphere and Cheltenham did a decent job of it, like, but it was really weird like really weird and so it's going to be and, and the, an inter, a couple of interesting things about it like from a more pragmatic level is that you know now that it's buzzy um, you could just sense it out there there's 70,000 people here it's a sellout crowd and they're just the anticipation is m bigger than usual mm. and some of the horses might be, get a bit buzzy like and this still is a, a, a novice hurdle race well the first one that's, that's the point. so you, you don't really know because they haven't been tested in this in this environment before you know there's a lot of love for constitution hill in this one paddy yeah there is and under, understandably you know it's a bit of a you're not sure how good he is but it looks very good and the vibes have been very strong about it uh nicky henderson is you know the second best trainer on show in terms of number of winners ever at Chelham after Willie Mullins. Um, but the be the best of the UK trainers he's been for donkey's year has been brilliant at getting horses ready for Cheltenham. So uh, he'll know. I was lucky enough to sit beside the owner, the owner of Constitution Hill at a dinner the other last week, Michael Buckley, and he's very confident about the horse and says Nicky Anderson loves him and da 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 and all that. Now, but then on the other hand, if you ask me about Dice or Dynamo, I say, oh yeah, they think he's great and he's this, that, and the That's other. Always the it's way. one of those races, you know. Yeah. What about John Bond? Yeah, we were carrying that, my money. Few people have. Tipped that up for us, John Bon. Well, funny enough, John Bon isn't half as sexy as Constitution Hill. Like they're both from the same stable, mm -hmm. but at the same time, John Bon's form just keeps working out and keeps working out. So he's, I think he's probably more, more tough maybe than some of the others because he's had more racing and he's won. He's won five times. He's won five times. Won five times. So he's had more racing than anyone else. So he's pr probably a little bit more battle hardened. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't put you off. It's it's hard to put anybody off anything in this race, but bar the, the couple of rags, um, we've got Silent Revolution and JPR one, which they're bound to finish first and second after me saying that. But they're both, <laughs> they're both 150 to one. So apart from them, wow, like you, you just don't know. Like it's it's one of those races because they're young horses, they're novice horses. Like like Kill Crush, their number six. He was the one that was hot favour for the bumper last year, and he got beaten by Sir Gerhardt. And you know he was meant to be the greatest thing since Arco. And then suddenly, but he's lost twice over hurdles. He's come back and won the last time. He's got a squeak as well because we know how much talent he probably had as a younger yeah. horse if he, if he translates that. Mm -hmm. So it's a real head scratch of a race. I genuinely think Constitution Hill. Just the vibes I was getting from chatting to Michael Buckley that day was just that, that he's very considered very special in the yard and that they've seen some really good, like they've Shishkin and they've seen some really good ones go through that yard, you know. So, um, so I'm kind of hoping, I, I hope something 
like literally destroys them. Whatever it is, I hope something just destroys the rest of the field and just we go like, wow. This is often a great race, isn't yeah. it? This oh, first look, race, geez, it's, it's always a, a great it's watch. It's brilliant, and and there's loads of loads of like kind of subplots that are always in this race. It's stuff like that. The horse is buzzing over because they're down by. It's where the helicopters land. I think it's where they start. Yeah. So if they get down there, if there's a bit of noise and that kind of stuff with the helicopter, some of the horses can get a bit freaked out. Then um, and also the jockeys are just as excited as we are and as the punters are. Yeah, for sure, Chelsea, yeah, right, yeah, to be back here. And the roar, that and the roar, all that stuff. that in right it, at the start. It, it, of the do, it does have a factor because the jockeys can can completely make a horlicks of it if yeah. they go too soon or whatever. So they got to keep their their wits about them too. So there's all those little di- dynamic that. Mm, that's good. In the two ten, I seem to have backed every horse called Lord. That's Warlord and Blue Lord. I couldn't find any other lords. Oh, Lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it will be. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs live from the Cheltenham Festival with Paddy Power. We've had our first race of the afternoon, and that has been won by Constitution Hill. One man very happy about that has joined us now. Um, he was he was on it, which uh, I wasn't, of course, but not bitter. I was. Uh, Andy was. Um, and it's uh, Jarlith Regan, comedian and a man who knows his racing. Uh, good afternoon, Jarlith. Good to see you. Great to be here, boys. The buzz of that first day at Cheltenham. You really can't replicate it. No, and also right. the disappointment. Yes, of course. That the, yeah, normally disappointment for me. The um, Yeah, you're, you're kind of steeped in racing family-wise, yeah. aren't you? 
Yeah, I mean, I grew up on the Cur of Kildare, which is a head HQ of Irish uh, racing. My father was a horse trainer for many years there. My brother now owns uh, Hunter Valley Farm in Kentucky. Uh, so breeding and horse racing was just my life. And I mean, other kids talk about going to watch the football on a Saturday. I was just at tracks yeah. everywhere in Ireland all of my childhood. And you tell us, I mean, you, you, you know how to read form and, mm. and it does make a difference. And if you know what you do, most of us don't know what mm. we're doing. Do we? Yeah. yeah. Well, it is guesswork at the end of the day, but it's informed guesswork, yeah. right? That's what everybody's trying to do. And, yeah, if you have uh, 10 years of experience of looking at ground and looking at previous form, you, you will make better educated guesses. Mm. So I'm not saying I know, I know no, no. more than the next guy. <laughs> We're dependent on you for the rest well, of the Well, I, I, I mean, I'm sure the listeners would love to know, what is, what is your educated guess for the next race, the 210? OK, right, let me pull it up here. Um, so who have I gone with in that? Uh, the 210, sorry. Um, yeah, so... Was Edward Stone? Was yes, the, was the. Well, I'm uh, glad was, you said that because that's the one I'm. <laughs> that's the one I'm on. I'll have to get on that one now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I think you need to, like for me, mm. uh, a combination bet is the bet for Cheltenham. Yeah. I think what you need to do is find your two rock solids that just cannot be beat, that everybody's putting their house and home on. Uh, for me, that was obviously Constitution Hill and uh, Sattler later on at 5.30 in the mm. final race. Mm. And then you throw in two, you know, reasonably long shot ones like Mrs. Milner and Ben Dundee. Yes. Both of those are 12 to 1, 14 to 1. So that's four that are kind of other end of the spectrum. Two that you can be guaranteed come in. But as a combination together, as an each way Yankee, that's a bet of uh, 11 bets in total. Uh, put it each way, you've got a little insurance policy there, and the return on that is about two grand. Well, so, blimey. you know, for 11 quid you today. You don't need to do comedy, do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, last time we saw you, um, it probably has been a couple of years ago, we spoke to you a fair bit on the phone mm. uh, and on and down the line, but you've been doing this running podcast with Sonia O'Sullivan. That's and right. we were well, not shocked, we were pleasantly surprised to see you in the flesh for the first time in two mm. years. Less because uh, You are, yeah, you are <laughs> half the man I think you probably were before. Mm. And so you look taller, which is an odd, uh, an yeah. odd thing. But, um, I mean, you were telling us earlier on, you, you were struggling with a 5K when mm. you first started the podcast, first started running with Sonia. Yes. But, uh, you know, over a period of time, you've built and you've done it in, in a healthy way. You've done it without sort of damage in your knees or mm. any other part of your body yeah no injuries I mean that's the thing 18 months and everybody associates somebody who comes to running with no previous experience literally couldn't run around the block mm. uh, they're going to get injured this assumption is oh, you'll ruin your knees but with Sonia Sullivan's help who's of course the greatest Irish athlete of all time people will know from the Sydney Olympics the silver world world uh, championships and yeah. yeah she won the short and the long course cross country world championships on the same day uh, I once twisted a testicle getting out of bed <laughs> that doesn't come up as much on the podcast, no, it has no. to be said. But is it uh, an incentive having her run with you? There must be. Really. It is. I mean, she's usually over in Portland at Union Athletics Club, which is kind of a Nike elite athletic club. So mm. a lot of it is done uh, remotely at the moment. She is in London. Uh, but, you know, she having her watch over your shoulder is an incentive yeah. because it is the accountability. She gets to see what you've done. Strava has been great for this. People will know this from my fitness pal. <laughs> I mean, if you tell somebody, go for a run, and nobody's going to find out how far you went, you're not going to go as far. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And what about sort of 
style of running and, and that sort of thing. She helped you with that. Mm, well, look, I was a totterer, whatever you want to call it, a plodder. Mm. Uh, but really owning that you're not going to be good at this at the start was the yeah. key. And Sonia just helped me build, build, build really small incremental steps. And I'm happy to say the challenge she set me was to run 5K in under 20 minutes. And we achieved that at the start of the month. Just wow. crazy, and you were ju you were struggling to run for 20 minutes, oh. any just any distance when you first kicked yeah, off. You no, were really you couldn't do it. Fully got sick after the first two and a half kilometres, and right. now you know we've got hundreds of thousands of listeners to Irishman running abroad. Uh, we even tried to make a singlet for the club uh, recently. Irishman running abroad is the name of the podcast, mm. and it was only when we went to make the singlet that we realised what the initials of the podcast are. Uh, Irishman running abroad ah. is the podcast, so ah, okay. it did present. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, yes. and you know, the, the mad part is that it was a provisional name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We just kept it, it for me continuity. And coincidentally, a lot of our members' knees are completely shocked. Yeah, dear Lee, glad you said that, not us. Exactly. Um, so, Charlotte, um, <laughs> Liverpool, your team, Liverpool. Yes. Uh, we we were watching the the, the city. Palace game last night. City had their chances, but they didn't put them away, which means th there we are. But you've got to go Arsenal tomorrow night, and they're playing very well. That's going to be tough. And, you've, you've, still got to, and you've still got to play City as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, boys, I have been looking forward to this moment for <laughs> uh, a few weeks now because the last time I spoke to you, I'd love if we could play back how dismissive you were of the idea that Liverpool could win this league. They won't win the league. You, you, you <laughs> nearly, he's, he's doubled down. He's doubling down. Yep. But he nearly hung up the phone on me when I suggested it. Here we are, game in hand we beat Arsenal yeah. tomorrow night and there's one point in it <laughs> and I will tell you right now I will love it. He's got no, Kevin. I, I, I thought you were getting a bit <laughs> Kevin Keegan there. No, I will love it if we beat them. But I will say this: it does gonna it's gonna come down to bottle. And last night at Palace was the first time I thought, did these guys really have the bottle? I, 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 more than that, I think it's Pep. He's he's such a genius, Pep. That he outpeps himself. He did it. <laughs> he, did, he did it in the Champions League final. Chelsea would never have won that game if he'd played the right team. Mm. And last night, to not make a substitution for the whole game when you need a goal and you've got strikers on the that doesn't make any sense. No and the sense. players then start thinking, has he lost it? I yeah. Mean, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there is that. And, you know, we've seen that over-intellectualization a couple of times with them. But I just feel like it's momentum too, is it not? Uh, Liverpool seem to be hitting their stride at the right time. It's a bit like Bake Off. <laughs> well, that's a comparison not often yeah. made to the Premier yeah. League. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jürgen did quite well in Bake Off this year. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. So uh, beyond the Irishman running abroad, you've got your other podcast as well, yes, haven't you, which has been very popular? Yeah, well, Irishman running abroad is a strand of the Irishman yes. abroad podcast network, which is kind of main pillar is big interviews. You know, every Sunday, one big interview with one great Irish export. And we've covered everyone from Tony Cascarino in the early days, yeah. right up to Gabriel Byrne, Sir Bob Geldof, uh, the late Terry Wogan. It's eight years of interviews. Wow. It's hard to believe. And we haven't missed a week in eight years. Oh, that's so there's an archive there that yeah. is, uh, I'm really proud of. Go and check it out. There's, I've, I've heard a number of them. They're a great listen. So keep keep up the good work. Lovely to see you. Enjoy Thank the rest you. of the afternoon. Thanks for and uh, we'll, don't forget, Edward Stone uh, was uh, Jarless Tip. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Now, our uh, intrepid assistant producer, Jamie, seems to have spent his whole time photographing men with no socks on. Yeah, there's a lot of men walking around with uh, no socks. Isn't it's, it? it's very it's much. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know he's, he's obsessed with it, isn't yeah, he? He did tell us a story last night how he hoovered up a mouse 
<laughs> yeah. that came into his hand, the cat brought in. Yeah, the cat and brought it in, and he, he, he couldn't pick up. it up, so he, he, he humanely hoovered it, uh, <laughs> and the mouse survived. Yeah. Um, but I, t- I mean, I said, what, did you call it Henry or Dyson, <laughs> or what did you... You should have kept it as a pet. <laughs> but this is because his uh, missus sent him a picture of uh, the cat had brought another mouse in yeah. and put it in the washing machine. Oh. Thankfully, she didn't put the washing machine on. She managed to retrieve it. At least we know you wouldn't it. have had so, socks uh, in the washing machine. Yeah, that's uh, indeed. Uh, anything else you want to discuss, Andy? Yes. Uh, we tried to find Peter O'Sullivan's biography that we used to play on the show because yeah. marvellous reminiscences of him riding across yeah. Chelsea Bridge after a glass of Calvados. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I find it. The only thing I could find was these songs of Peter O'Sullivan. Wow. Oh, you picked a fine time to leave me, Lucille. Galveston, all the ones you all your old favourites. Yeah, that's songs. it. Yeah. We did. We were telling our assistant producer. <laughs> Not that Peter O'Sullivan, obviously. It's the first time he's been here, and uh, as you walk in, they are just showing old races. Yeah. And all you're going to hear is all you're going to hear is right this morning, really yeah. was. That's all you can hear. It's just a very, it's Peter O'Sullivan in the the final furlongs of a race. <laughs> <laughs> over every PA system. It is a marvellous, isn't it? Puts you on edge. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. uh, I think we can head down oh, yes. to the course because uh, Charlie Baker has run in to an old pal who it was a Cheltenham fixture and will be joining us here in the Paddy Power Box later in the week. Ball runner, comedy store player. I don't even need to say his name, Charlie. I'm with Andy Smart, yes. Although, I was just going to ask you, is the Mouse Hooverer yeah. the low-budget sequel to The Horse Whisperer? <laughs> yeah. I can't see him getting his own Channel 5 series. I can't see it happening. <laughs> but we'll find out. Andy Smart, you were on uh, the second place in that last one. I was on Jericho Rock, yeah, yeah. Good evening. Or afternoon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's had a drink. I've had a gin. Oh, for yeah. <laughs> we are standing next to a sign that is pointing towards the Guinness Village, yes. and I think that's where Andy was on his way to. Um, you are really good at betting and gambling and knowing about horses, aren't you, Andy? I do, I do, study, I do waste a lot of time looking at form lines, yeah. So I had the first two winners, and I've got the second in that one, and I'm looking Looking forward to uh, uh, Honeysuckle. Uh, maybe Epitanti's got a chance in the next one. I really like uh, Epitanti. I've, I've, I've backed him back in uh, October, and I really think he's got an outside chance. And then Tell Me Something Girl in uh, the one after that has got a really good chance. Yeah. And the last two, I've, I've got uh, Brazil and uh, Britska in the 450 and Statler in the 530. Is there a horse called Brazil? Yeah. Yes, there is. I mean, we're, all, we're all on it, Charlie. Yeah, yeah. We're in it. Well, I'm, I won't oh, yeah, be here tomorrow be. morning. Uh, Alan, <laughs> Alan was... Uh, well, I'll spare his brushes. In a, in, a, in a green and, and yellow kit as yes. well. Uh, Alan, Alan uh, Brazil was met yesterday by a, a top owner, a very a top-level owner, who looked at Alan and said, you're Brazil tomorrow. Get on your namesake. Wow, um, so, wait. so look, we'll make I of that. Able to work out who it was. <laughs> make, <laughs> make of that. Well, make of that what you will. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, Andy's here for the whole. You're here for the whole week, aren't you? Only first time since since '83 when it was only a three-day festival. I came to all three days in '83, but this is the first time I've done all four. Yeah. So. This is this is very exciting, Fantastic. and uh, <laughs> I can't get any more. Last night I just could not sleep. It was like Christmas Eve for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Well, Andy, we we're going to catch up with Andy on Thursday. He's going to join us up here in the box. Uh, Lovely. Throwing back to you in studio. Thank you very oh, much, marvelous. Charlie. It's Charlie Baker, our frontline reporter, <laughs> there out and about the course, <laughs> looking at more people with uh, without <laughs> socks on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Tennessee stud was long and lean. Yes, it is time uh, to look ahead at tonight's uh, Champions League action in partnership with Haycar. We're going to do that in the company of a man we often see here at Cheltenham. 
He is the former uh, Hull and Reading and Republic of Ireland winner. Ipswich. Ipswich. Oh. Brentford. Let's not forget Brentford. Brentford. Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace. <laughs> he got around a bit. Re reject, may I add, but that's fine. <laughs> Stephen Hunt's with us, Steve. Good to see you. Afternoon, lads. Good to see you. You having a good day's racing? How are you getting on today? Oh, just driving up here today was amazing with the full crowds. and Yeah. Believe it or not, I've had a couple of winners today, so Ooh. I'm going to stop now, I think, and, yes. and go home and pure look on the first couple and very sensible yeah, yeah that is sensible yes I, I well i've got three more first. days down here so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i only went on the first <laughs> two but it's been downhill since then you've normally got a good one for us at 615 at leicester a bit off track <laughs> you remember that? yeah, yeah we, that was it that saved us that one day you were here <laughs> that's like scoring a goal right in the last minute and so forever remembered but you could have been rubbish for the first. For the yeah. last. <laughs> well, that's exactly what we were. <laughs> so Manchester United tonight, yeah, delicately poised at 1-1 uh, the game from, from over there. So back at their place, off the back of that win against Spurs, where the performance, I mean, beyond Cristiano Ronaldo, was fantastic. Oh, without him, they would never have won that game. Yeah, but never. I mean, where do you... Where'd Fred you, played all right. Well, yeah, Fred played well and Sancho yeah. played well, but where do you put United at the moment? Oh... Mixed, I suppose. Yeah. They, they can, Ronaldo can go and do that, and then obviously last weekend not playing adds more question marks to how many games he can play. But listen, Ronaldo's got to come in and out for me to to be at his best, and having had the rest and then to come back the way he did is the best way of using him for me and use yeah. him in bursts and use him when you need him. Now he'll be fresh enough tonight, not having played two or three games over the last two or three weeks. And Atletico are not the team they were. No, I think. No, but. <laughs> they've still got Simone in charge and they've still got yeah. the antics that goes with it and the, and the winding up merchants and United you know, just got to keep their cool and rely on the players they have to for a bit of magic I think Sancho over the last four or five weeks has shown a bit more form to him and looks like he's finding his feet more yeah, he is, isn't he? I mean, you know, people were writing him off far too soon, Me. really. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, he is a good player. No, you but can I just, see that well, in I Germany. Said, no, you knew he was a good player from Germany, but you'd never seen it. You hadn't seen it for England and you hadn't seen it for United, but in the last five six weeks yes definitely. and by the way i don't mean he's been amazing he's just getting better slowly yeah as the week it's the physicality for me is his big question has he got the physicality to go down the outside of people and hold people off he's got some great feet you can see that but has he got that pace for me hopefully it'll come better yeah yeah mm. uh let's have a chat about brentford that's forgetting that i was just looking at your little uh, wiki page there steve and i forgot you'd spent quite a lot of time at, at brentford didn't you were there for about four years you yeah. must love to see the way the club have developed now so i had four years at palace first of all which really you know what a club is like they forget about you if, if you go on and do good things and uh, I went to Brentford, and to be honest with you, I see Brentford as my stepping stone and yeah. a real appreciation for the games I played. The fans there were really magical moments. Who was, was the manager at that time? So it was Steve Koppel, who obviously oh, was okay, good to me. Yeah. Wally Downs took over for a brief period of time, and then Mad Dog come in. Can I say oh, that? Yeah. I yes, Martin. Yeah. Martin yeah, Allen, yeah. see him here as well. I had yeah. some good cup wins under him, I remember. Yeah, some good cup wins. <laughs> my biggest thing was not being 100% fit for some managers and... and Martin would have been one of them. He would never have seen the best of me. Would have been forcing me out on the pitch when I was injured to a certain degree and myself willing to play. And you go through times where I, I love my time at Brentford. I really did. And I'm glad they're doing well. And even the likes of Peter Gillam now, who's been there for years, it's a, he's getting a lot of limelight. But they all deserve massive respect and the way they've gone about it. Nobody else has gone about it that way and they're having success. So yeah, it's the great. stadium's amazing too. Yeah, yeah, I drove past it. I haven't been down there yet. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I drove past going into my sister in law's house a few weeks ago and Literally, you're on top of it, aren't you? Yeah. And I, look, I have to go soon. And love it. Do, you, do you support a team, Steve? Is there somebody you follow? Is there a result you look for? Don't forget, not? I'm Irish. I, I, yeah. Liverpool, Celtic, Manchester United, Spurs, or yeah. and Arsenal, maybe. But Liverpool is my team when I was younger. And right. 
Absolutely, they've done an amazing job on the recruitment side of things. And did sure. you like when you played against Liverpool? When you played at Anfield, was that always a real buzz? Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> did you not have good I games? Did, you know what? When I played, I really had the blinkers on. I didn't really care who I was playing against. Yeah. I was really motivated to do well in every game. And Liverpool, you never walk alone. It, it'll always forever. One of my players played a few weeks ago, oh, January in the FA Cup, and he said, like, you never walk alone. You can just hear it no matter what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You're an agent now, aren't you? Of course yeah, you yeah. and the boy plays for Shrewsbury, he's, he's a really good player, and he'd never been to that kind of level in England to play away at Liverpool I actually went with his family it's just a magic moment yeah oh fantastic and you look after some of the, the Czech boys at West Ham don't you as well? yeah there's Soufal and Alex uh, come over Alex is, is finding his feet he better find a fist quicker than what he's doing at the moment and yeah. hopefully David Moyes is listening and he's going right listen you need some more game time uh, <laughs> you can't throw him in against Kidderminster and expect to be wonders it's a difficult game and they've and got a new Czech part owner who you'd imagine eventually when they can sell the club he'll probably be the owner won't he yeah, it's looking that way. It's a, it's a process. It's in process. I've, I had nothing to do with it. I'll let you know. It was, it was uh, through a different source. And it's a club that can that has taken off. I think they've fallen in love with the club again. The fans have been down. You've seen the, the, the love-hate relationship with the owners over the years. And right now, West Ham, under the stewardship of David, has really calmed things down. But he's calmed things down. But then he's brought an... Ex ex What's the best way of putting it? Oh, standard that they've, they've got to get to and yeah. he's not happy to where they're at and he wants to do better so it's great and Declan Rice is just a one machine yeah. with a name like Declan you'd have hoped he played for Ireland oh, well he did didn't he initially <laughs> you want me to come back next year that's like. a bit of a thorny <laughs> a thorny subject don't forget that. lads it goes quickly it's a year Sorry. time like, oh, Jack Grealish and, and yeah, Declan Jack, yeah Jack Grealish yeah, as well that's right. listen for one thing I have to, uh, Declan Rice has been amazing he, he had a valuation last year and David Moyes bang on his valuation's gone up because yeah. people questioned him start of the year can he go up a level and he's gone up two levels so. his numbers Matt Scott was with us yesterday and he was crunching the numbers and Declan Rice on his numbers is, he says the best defensive midfielder in the world at the moment in yeah. his eyes yeah. and just, it'll do well to hang on to him in the summer I think. Well, he's leaving everything out there you can see he's really enjoying his football mm. the goal of the weekend he yeah. made a burst long, long Long run. Bursting yeah. run. Yes, yeah. spit it out, Stephen. We know what you mean. And I've only had one drink and I'm driving <laughs> home. So I'm yeah, under water. Water. He's yeah. on the water, he is. We can we back can him up on that. The, uh, somebody else who, who you know, uh, Republic of Ireland player, Wolves player, one of your old clubs, Matt Doherty, who was in the last few weeks for Tottenham, something's clicked. Obviously, he wasn't getting game time. Emerson Royal was preferred there, but Matt Doherty is a specialist wing-back. He did very well the there as well. suits him. And the system, but even initially, he played a couple of times at wing-back and it didn't happen. But something has happened in the last few weeks. I mean, admittedly, it was against Everton, who didn't have a good night. But his passing was excellent. He's making good runs. It's just, he scored it's like, a couple, hasn't he? Yeah, it's a bit of a revelation. Yeah, the biggest thing for Matt is, is staying calm when it's not going right for him. I've seen him before at Wolves when he, when he didn't have a good time. He never really criticised anybody else. He didn't blame anybody else. He kept his head down, working hard in Matt's way because Matt's definitely eccentric when it comes to a footballer. But I understand him. He, he was getting there. He just needed a chance. He's got fitter, I think. Mm. The new manager has brought him to a new level of fitness as well. And he's now picking the right pass. He's now feeling more comfortable in his surroundings. And you can tell the boys like him, for sure. He's, he's, he's not... A bad apple, he's a good kid, and all the success to him. Yeah, absolutely. Got any tips for the rest of the week? People could oh, take the San Felician I got tomorrow, I think, in, in each way. Shout maybe it's a favourite. Listen, you know oh, me, I'll exactly. give you information that I get from other people. I won't be from my no, expertise. Yeah, you're well connected. In, but having said that, now I do have a, a new love for horses because my daughter 
is show jumping now and oh, wow. doing one day events and stuff and we've not just got one pony we have, we have two ponies now so she's grown up very quick and wow she's got them in the Hollyfast meadows which is a, a yard that uh, the coach is there she's really strict on her but loving way as well and I'm loving it. I see the, the other side of ponies and horses. and Brilliant. Yeah, Lovely. it's great. I love it. Well, always good to see you, Stephen. Thanks ever so much for coming Thank up you. to see us today. We'll, we'll catch up with you soon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was day one at Cheltenham. We'll be doing it all again tomorrow with Rupert Bell and Lizzie Kelly bringing us those excellent commentaries. Do hope you can join us from one. If not, we'll bring you the Best Bits podcast at around 4.30. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.